Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Close my eyes. Don't want to fall asleep. No, no duets. Prefer to be sore. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of 20 Minute Tims. I'm your host, Jamie. I'm joined by Mark Melly. Yes. And Stephen. Oh, you are, yeah. We invited <laughs> Michael Beale on the podcast. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was too busy bubbling into his brogues to make it. You asked the question, Michael. You said post the in front of the mirror three times. The man showed up behind you and gave you a lesson in how to win cups. Martin Melly, how big a lesson was that for the Rangers manager? It was huge. It was a huge one. It could. I think it was a pivotal game yesterday. I mm. think Celtic would have given Rangers not an edge, but I think we spoke about it on the at the match that kind of has parallels to Martin O'Neill when Alex McLeish came in and won the League Cup, and won the Scottish Cup, and then the following season Rangers went on and had a decent season. So I felt like Rangers were building towards something, not because they were doing really well, because they'd built something up. And at the end of it, we never stop. They never learn. They never they learn. They never learn, Stephen. No, uh, there was a lot of talking, an awful mm. lot of talking before this game and Celtic absolutely shut them up. Well, that remains to be seen right enough. They might come out and start hitting out with their, their, their usual nonsense after the game. That We, we will find out in due yeah. course. But the only talking they've done after the game is apologising once again, again to their fans, yet again for another <laughs> See, ex- unacceptable performance. So when Tav made that video, right? That, don't call him that. No, so ever, ever yeah, so, but I hate the... I hate saying his full name, right? Okay, but <laughs> when Tavenier made that, that, that video, hilarious... Sorry, I'll give him his full correct title, right? When when Rangers Hall of Famer <laughs> James Tavenier won that title, a man, he's not won the League Cup, has he? Yeah. Have they? No, have, no. no, he's not won the League Cup. Um, Hall of Famer James Tavenier made that, uh, that, 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 you know, that apology video that he makes all the time. Yeah. They yeah. About, oh, we, we should have done better. The standards of this club, yada, yada, yada. I tweeted it from 20 Minute Tim's going, is this from yesterday? <laughs> and the amount of people who didn't get the joke, they were like, ah, no, that's for yesterday. Like, the joke is we've seen him make that speech so many times. It's oh, so many. Tell. Serial loser captain, isn't he? I, um, I can't remember a guy that's got so many runners-up medals for either Celtic or Rangers, man. It's incredible. He's going he's gonna to die when these hoarders and they go in his house just <laughs> pulling runners-up medals out of sock drawers. And all that. He's, one of the, he's one of the least offensive one, uh, of, yeah. one of them as well because at least he does have that about him. At least he's got a modicum of humility about mm. him unlike many of his teammates and his manager. Worst Rangers uh, captain ever? <laughs> it, could, it could well be, to be honest. <laughs> was uh, Lee Wallace was Rangers captain for a while, was he not? Uh, he was was he? Uh, that, that was pretty bad. Because uh, I found out that he was being, in, he was being, being inducted into their Hall of Fame and I thought well is that just a time serve thing are you, yeah. are you obliged are you obligated to put in a guy who's captained the team for a length of time alright we better put him in because he must be going in there with, with some 
like genuine legends and all that in there and, and tavernier. I mean, we, we know what happened, don't we? So like Rangers are like, right, right, okay, we've got a, we need to sell tickets to this Hall of Fame dinner, get some cash in, get some money in. But they're like, well, who the hell do we, who do we induct? <laughs> who can we possibly, we've ran out of, for the last 11 years, there's been nobody we could possibly Bill put Bill <laughs> <laughs> There's been nobody we could put in. Lee Wallace's persona, not grata, he's been ditched. Aye. So they drag tavernier up. Kevin Kale, he's quite popular. Isn't he? <laughs> just get, just get him in. Yeah. He's get, he's at least get an audience. <laughs> he's more popular. Uh, than they, but they they never learned. Do they, Stephen? Like there was a lot of talk before the game, and and look, Michael Beale has catfished himself <laughs> into thinking he's a Rangers manager. He, he got <laughs> the he got the job right. Fine. He got the suit. He got the brogues. He got the tracksuit. He got the company car. He got all the PR lines delivered to him. He was telling the fans everything they wanted to hear. And at some point between him joining and the other day, he was like, no, I'm definitely Rangers manager. This is this is what it means. Despite the fact he's won zero. I mean, he had the audacity to call out Chris Sutton's managerial career. As we sit here today, you're even on trophies won as managers. <laughs> as managers, you've won as much as Chris Sutton. As players, Chris Sutton has blown you completely uh, out of the water. So... Stuart a- McCall has won as, as many <laughs> mani- as many trophies as Rangers manager. Remember, he, was he not interim or yeah, something? Yeah, like that, yeah. <laughs> so he's he's won as many trophies. So the fact that this guy could even think like to, to throw these wee, he got too confident. He was throwing the barbs at Ange Postecoglou. The players were getting too confident. But when it came down to it, that was a that was a a lesson for me. It should well, it should be a lesson. It's only a lesson if you're smart enough to take it on. Yeah, uh, well, that, that's just what I mean by it remains to be seen whether mm. they, they grow from this, um, whether they treat it as a, a learning curve, I, I've, I've no idea. I wouldn't be surprised to to now see, you sometimes get little indications, and I saw it with Aberdeen earlier this season, I wouldn't be surprised if this now basically derails their season. Mm. Are they, is it going to galvanise them and, and for them to put up a real fight in the title race now and get to a, potentially another final, or are they just going to implode is it going to be one of those sort of psychological, just wee kernels, just that the, the start to, to grow that this our season's over now, so we mm-hmm. may as well pack up. We've got guys like Kent and Morelos who are one foot out the door. Basically, they, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised to find out that Michael Beale's in there giving his pre-match speech and uh, Ryan Kent's already on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> other clubs, like, I've, got, I've got Vincent Company on the phone. Just keep it down, Beale, Bealesy. So, um, Beale ball. I, I heard so, that getting banded about all day. So they've got a lot of players who are in, even Beale himself, himself said after the game that they're not, uh, we've got a lot of players who are still fighting for their futures, fighting mm. for their, their Rangers contracts. Are they though? No. Or are they basically <laughs> grinding? Manelos has one move out the door. <laughs> <laughs> are they winding down the clock to basically get out of there? I don't see I don't see Andy fighting for the future because all they've got are players who've been there for far, far too long that they should have got rid of ages ago and brand new players who don't need to fight for their Rangers future. So they're in a really weird spot. There might be even a, the, the weird spot that... Celtic were in last season and that half their team are going to go and they might need a complete overhaul now well it stands to reason Melly that if winning the League Cup is a psychological boost that could propel Rangers season and give them the boost they need and Ange made a big play about how it was very important last season for, for him and his confidence and his team to win it and all and Rangers were obviously very confident they felt like they were the better team they were the better players we were the other mob and all that sort of thing Ange was lucky it stands to reason does it not that losing it could could give us a boost. Well, it was winning it would get the boost, but them losing it would be a psychological dunt. Oh, a psychological g- gadoosh. <laughs> gadoosh, yeah. We spoke about it. Uh, you spoke about it a lot, saying like, 
you you want a bit more from Ange, but that's because you're a fan. But he's been there, he done it. He know he knew what he was doing all week, and you seen with the outpouring at the end of the game, he knew exactly what he was doing with yeah. Michael Beale. Just give him an, enough rope to hang himself, and that's what he done. Because now where does he go? That he built this up and built this up. We're the better team. They're lucky talking about the spend and all that. Mm. Where does he go now? Because that's him come in. If he had to win this league cup, he can still go on that. I, I inherited the gap and all that, but I've came in. I've won the first trophy. You've came in, you've played Celtic twice, and you've got nothing. You've got a point at home, which is no good to you. You've come into a League Cup and like, your fans are furious after mm. it. Your fans are furious. You got the tactics wrong. You got the selection wrong. Nange Postacoglu done what he's done all along. Kept his mouth shut and Celtic done what they do is went out and played. Played on the park where that's where the winning's done. Yeah. Not in the media, not in the... The, all the boardroom that Rangers do all this chat everywhere they need a lesson in humility and I think for anybody else that would be it yesterday mm. but it's not going to be for them because they won't learn they'll still think they're this establishment club when it's utter nonsense look how many trophies you've won in the last 10 but 20 the years quite happy to remind them with Aye, a banner we've, we've still not got a single good player in our squad mm. they've got all the best players no. the best manager they, they probably still be applying geotacks to this as well oh, if, but oh, he was a loser we've got mm. a real manager in now it's, it's completely ridiculous you're absolutely right Mel. they do and probably still will need more lessons in humility as well because it's something they absolutely don't have about them at all they're either fully like tub thumping pure staunch mm. people establishment club or they're grovelling apologies before their unacceptable performances <laughs> yeah. repeatedly like that there's nothing in between uh, that, that's the whole problem I have with it is that, see when Celtic were terrible in that one season we took stock of it and went it's the board and we yeah. went at that they don't they can't see it they can't see what's right in front of them and it's becoming like Bayern Munich and Dortmund. Yes, Rangers will win the odd trophy or the odd title, but Celtic will come back and blow them away mm. again. It's not as if Rangers are back competing. This is not happening. It's not happening. Celtic are pushing and then they have one bad season. We take stock and go again. Rangers have one good season and think, oh, that's us for mm. a while. We can, we can live off that for three years. That's not how it is. Celtic are just... Racking up trophy after trophy. Cal McGregor, already a Celtic captain, has won more trophies than their Hall of Famer. <laughs> and he's been Celtic captain for what, 18 months we've or something? Guys, we've got guys at the club that have got a trophy, that are that have got trophy halls and medals that would put Tavernier to shame who couldn't even get on the pitch. <laughs> Forrest, I was nowhere to be seen, of course, I for for the career that he's had, and he couldn't get near the team. I don't know what's up with him, I don't know if he's got an injury, but mm. suffice to say, he wasn't in the matchday squad that won yet another trophy. It's unbelievable to me that another thing that we've seen come out of this um, is the, now the discussion about how Rangers catch Celtic, and it's always sort of, I, I, still, I know this sounds ridiculous, I still don't think Ange and Celtic are getting enough due credit. Everything is sort of through the, the lens of what can Rangers oh, lucky do. For a start, yeah, isn't what it, yeah. can Rangers do to catch up with Celtic? So, you know, I heard talk of, you know, there's um what was the phrase someone used? Rangers are still twenty percent off Celtic. <laughs> so I it, it's this is the beginning of Michael Beale's thing. He's had less time than Ange to mould the team in his in his way. And I th and I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, that's correct. But last season, we can all admit, Ange was, that was a get in and get as much work. That was not the way Ange wanted to do things. I'm sure of it. Inheriting the mess and, and dragging us to a league title. So this is kind of Ange's first proper season. But even if you take all that into account, Rangers are going to, Rangers still need to go some way to catch Celtic. 20%, Michael Beale will catch Celtic. That's making the assumption that Celtic are going to stand still. Yeah, yeah. And, and that is not the business that we're in. That's not the business Ange's in. No. Do you think Ange's going right that, okay, 
done it now and we're just going to sit about and let, wait for Rangers to catch up with us. It's not, it's not like the linear curve, is it? Where the Rangers, well, they got a draw last time, now they get beat. So are they going backwards now? Yeah. Are they 30% yeah. behind Celtic? Michael Bale's had plenty of time as Rangers manager. He's had a January window as well. He's had a game against Celtic. He knows how they play. He's also had that victory last season. Uh, yeah. We were talking about that yesterday, how they're giving him that victory that he was assistant when to Gerard. He was, he was oh. third. He was yeah. third in charge because uh, he wasn't even at the game that day. He <laughs> had COVID. Uh, so I don't know where they get this from. So you're looking at him going, right, where are you? Because if I'm looking at Rangers and Michael Beale, looking at it from a Rangers point of view, they went into it and he fell for the Rangers thing again. Mm. He took out Raskin and Cantwell, two guys he's brought in, his players, took them out for digging midfield. Yeah. He had Kamara and Lundstrom and he just wanted to disrupt Celtic. Do you know what that told me? That told me that, see right for leg. all that, well, yes, because exactly it. This guy that is supposed to be a tactical genius and the brains behind Stephen Gerrard, I mean, come on. I mean, if, you, <laughs> if, you, if, the, if you're looking at the combined brain pool of Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale and going, he's the brains. Yeah, obviously. I mean, <laughs> renowned intellectual Stephen Gerrard who punched a guy for no playing Daniel Bedingfield or whatever it was. <laughs> I mean, come on, give, come on, give me a break. Um, but I was watching that and I, th and I thought to myself, and I said in the Discord as well that I think this Lundstrom isn't fit or whatever is a ruse they're doing that old keeping us yeah, because yeah. and they bought into the Lundstrom hype and they brought a guy on for dig and for staring I can't even remember Lundstrom <laughs> even touching the ball I mean he was he, he was awful he, well, of course he got booked was, that's what he was there for he was absolutely awful he's that? a prop He's a prop. Aye. He's like a. So glad you said prop. Then. He's, a, he's, he's a. He's a gluten-free Scott Brown. Is yeah. he? He's a. He's a nothing in there. And it, I understand that the hype about him built up over the their European run because he played in a couple of games towards the final, and that's how seasons work, isn't it? Mm, yeah, it's always yeah. Players of the year are always guys who turn it on in the last ten weeks of the yes. season, and that was that was the case with Lundstrom. So I, I I wasn't I wasn't intimidated, and neither were Celtic. Certainly, Aaron Moy wasn't intimidated by that either. But see before. See the twenty percent thing as well. Mm. It's made up. No, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just a number. Just isn't something it? to make them yeah, feel better. It's just a number, and they're good at making things up. No, love numbers, don't oh, they? Oh, it could be ninety percent. See if you're going to put a number on it, <laughs> because what, how what we measure here, Stephen, is it yeah. until Rangers overtake us and win the win a treble? Because the, the trebles a standard now. We've established that, or at yep. least competing for it. So. Well, what we found out, see, during, as Melly's already referenced, our terrible season, our mm. Anis Horribilis um, <laughs> that, that we had, right? <laughs> um, terrible turn of phrase there. <laughs> but what we found out there, that see, all the things that you, you think, it's never as far away as you possibly no. think. You can't, you, you can't put all your... You can't count your chickens as mm. it were, right? So you think, right, oh, they're miles off, they're three years off challenging nice. it. it what, you, what you find out is that football doesn't work like that. However, you can't just stick a number on it. You can't no, just yeah. go like 20%. It, what they've done there is thought of a number that doesn't sound too bad. Right? So it's remarkable that it's not 13% or like 27% <laughs> yes. or anything like that. It's 20% because they don't want to say it's 50% or we're 50% behind. 20% sounds like something they can work on. But as you've said, Jamie, it, that's not how it's what well, that's a that's assuming if they're twenty percent behind us, if you if you imagine it in like a hundred meter race, mm. right? So they're twenty percent behind us. We've just stopped. Yeah, we've we, just stopped. We, we, we just stopped. Good thing is, right? There's this measurement you can do, and mm. it's the league table because <laughs> yeah. it's the, the <laughs> yeah, number yeah. of games you've played and the number of points <laughs> mm. you're behind. Nine points, lads. Three games. Uh, it's and those big simple. shiny, those big shiny metal things yeah. they hand out at the end of some games as well. You can count those. Made up stuff. So twenty percent <laughs> behind the two of the last four trophies as well. 
Uh, oh, that was a good one. F- 55 and uh, Walter Smith won three in a row with uh, no uh, dough and all that. manager is he, uh, Bill as well? He's number 18. But, <laughs> yeah. but, there, but that is an actual number, right? So that the, the, love absolutely making stuff up as well. But unfortunately, what Michael Beal did last week was he made up something about them having won two of the last four trophies and assumed that no one is capable of counting the four backwards yeah. and that, that came a cropper so absolutely love making stuff up to make themselves feel better that hasn't worked on this occasion well, well it didn't work and neither does team selection because when I saw that Lundstrom had tanked to the pitch and he'd, he'd bought into that hype and obviously Lundstrom wasn't fully fit I thought you've got absolutely no confidence in your own ability here you're just reverting back yep. you're going, you bought two guys Big money players apparently, even though you got them for free. Two first team starters, two guys with big reputations. They couldn't get on the pitch near Celtic. And what you looked at these two guys went, I don't have enough confidence. I don't have enough confidence to win this game as a football game. I need to go in there and I need to try and dig in and be defensive. And we said before it when we did our uh, live build up that, that we said Melly the the midfield was where the game was going to be won and lost, and it played out exactly like that. Yeah, it did because Celtic had footballers in there mm-hmm. and Rangers had destroyers that didn't even destroy. Glenn Kamara, every time I see him on the pitch for a Glasgow derby, I don't see him for a long time because he gets subbed at halftime. I think he's been subbed twice. It was, what, 60-odd minutes the other day. Lundstrom subbed as well. Rangers subbed the whole midfield off because it wasn't working. Celtic brought on players because their midfield was knackered from dominating. Now, when we said the game will be won and lost in midfield... That was because when you look at the second goal, McGregor to Moy to Hitati, and then it ends up in the back of net via Kyogo. Celtic's midfield won that. Rangers midfield didn't get near them. Cal McGregor burst past two, two of the three of them and then plays it inside. The midfield is where it's won and lost because that's where you play football. Yes, you can do all the dig all you want, but at some point you have to play football. And Rangers, again, resorted to the Gerrard tactics of that low percentage stuff of getting out to Tav and whipping balls in. Don't say get Tav, out. Stephen gave me a move for saying <laughs> oh, Tav. Sorry. Oh, he was, I, I, I think he was impersonating. Oh, right, you were impersonating. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah. there you go. So get I was it. impersonating David Martin. <laughs> <that's laughs> <it. laughs> get it out to him and either launch it forward or get it into the box early. That's what they've done. Try and get it to the fullbacks and get it in there and have your midfielders just destroy us and hope that the wide players and we Alfredo get in behind. And it's so obvious. How many times did you see uh, Goldson just launch the ball up? Uh, Rangers' only ball was over to Tavernier and then I think it, when I'm watching it back, they only took one or two goal kicks where they played it out. Mm. The rest McGregor's shoving them all up the pitch and just low percentage stuff. Like hopefully we can get it into their half and win something off it. Because when you look at the goals as well, Celtic's two goals, played it in, intricate football, ball across into the middle, where you score goals from. Rangers goal, best chance, a set piece. Well, so this is a this is something I want to touch on. The the two distinct differences between the managers. They couldn't be more different and Michael Beale would sell an organ to be the ma- the football manager that, that Ange Postacoglu is. See, when I saw Ange lift that trophy, and he was, he was not lift the trophy rather, but at the end of it, when he was celebrating in front of the fans, we, Michael Beale has done some performative nonsense on the pitch with a huddle. None of the fans seen it, they'd all no, left. They'd all left yeah. by that point. I just thought, like, you would do into trade places with that guy, and their approaches are so different from their approach before the game, all the talking in the press, where Ange just went, look, I've been doing this for 26 years, I kind of know what I'm doing, I'm just going to trust the process. The performance on the day where Ange, as usual, didn't sacrifice the way he wants to play the game, Stephen. He didn't sacrifice, he didn't go totally defensive, he didn't do what Michael Beale done and revert like a dusty old book of tactics for the 90s and blow it, oh, I'll do this instead. 
absolutely everything. They couldn't have been more different in their approaches. No, and that, that midfield is a is a glaring example of that as well. I think it's the I think it's the biggest example that the midfield, such as it was, midfield battle, it, it was a facade. Yeah. They, they didn't actually they admitted a couple of fouls, got mm. got stuck into a couple of meaty challenges. Yeah, but the 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 midfield sort of stiffening up, as the as the cliche goes, it, it didn't happen. There was a moment. 20 minutes in, I think, to the game where Celtic had the ball around about the back. Uh, Carter Vickers and Starfield had played a couple of passes between each other and there was a moment where Carter Vickers received the ball and Kent immediately, quite aggressively, pressed on top mm. of him, right? And Morelos sort of drifted over to, to try and cut Starfield off. And all Carter Vickers did was just pop it in between those players and Callum McGregor was in miles yep. of space, yeah. absolutely yeah. miles <clears throat> of space. There was no one closing him down. There was none of the, let's just cut off Callum McGregor because that's the supply from the defence to the midfield to our wide players. There was none of that as well. And the reason I know it's it wasn't a tactical thing from Bill is because Kent, having done his job, having closed down Carter Vickers to try and force him into a pass, turned round and Did saw there was... He threw his hands up there. What you did? We've all seen, we've all seen it at that at fives. Yeah, if like somebody's yeah. no trying, oh, come on, mark your man. But there, there was nothing there. Cam, um, Callum McGregor, sorry, was in about 30 yards of space. He just pivoted on it and played it into mm. the midfield. There was no one anywhere near him. So what Lundstrom and Kamara and all that were doing at that point, I've absolutely no idea. But they certainly weren't doing any kind of job Michael Beale had stuck them in there as some sort of scare tactic mm. like some sort of physical midfield scare tactic and it absolutely did not work at all yeah the, after the last game at Ibrox we spoke about how Rangers done quite a good job on McGregor they let our centre backs have it and then marked the three in front and then the two full backs and McGregor but Celtic sort of mixed it up and being at the game it is so different to watching it back because when you watch it back you maybe see what Celtic were trying to do at the game. You're just like, don't give the ball away so you don't give away a goal. But the bravery from Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Johnston, Taylor, McGregor, and even Hitati. Hitati dropped in a lot more and they all just made space for these passes. Like some of the passes that Starfelt was making, like, that's a difficult pass. The easy pass would have been out to the fullback, but he played it into the midfield who had somebody on him and they'd pop it round, which means as soon as we break past their three behind the striker, we've taken four players out the game and it just leaves that midfield that is cumbersome for Celtic to go at. So the way Celtic were a bit more brave in the passes, and not brave, more confident in yeah, their own yeah. game yeah. because that's how they play. That's how they want to play. Rangers, as soon as Goldson gets a ball, shell it. Get it away from me and hope for the best because we were told Ben Davis was coming in this ball playing centre half. Carl mm. Starfelt looked twice the player that guy yeah. and he probably even more. Starfelt and uh, Carter Vickers were brilliant. Johnston came in. Yeah, Celtic did give the ball away a couple of times but that's because we were trying to make things happen. They were trying to get it through the lines and weren't even hard lines to get through to be honest a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Newsflash, gentlemen. Valentine's Day is almost here, and by the grace of Cupid, our friends at Manscaped are coming with the best tools to get your boys down the stairs ready for the special occasion. I'd like to propose making February the 13th National Shave Your Balls Day. <laughs> Who's with me? Get lucky this Valentine's Day and join the 7 million men worldwide to trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. With our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use the code TIMS for 20% off and free shipping. But Stephen... What is Manscaped? Well, it's just a ball sack trimmer, day. a ball sack trimmer from your podcast mates. No platinum package is complete without the ultimate hygiene bundle to get you fresh from head to toe. This bundle includes Manscaped's premium body wash, two-in-one shampoo, body and ball deodorant, and much more. Infused with aloe vera and sea salt, Manscaped's body wash will leave your skin feeling clean, fresh and hydrated all date night long. And for when she runs her fingers through your hair, make sure your mane is hydrated and irresistible with her two-in-one shampoo. And don't forget gents no date night is complete without Manscaped's signature cologne get 20% off with free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com use the code TIMS join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day you mentioned Carol Starfelt there Melly and um, we I think in these cup finals it's it, you're always inclined to to pick out the players that you always want to you always want to talk about the ones that were great and obviously Obviously, we're going to do that just by the natural ebb and flow of the, the conversation. But I think it is important that we talk about some of the guys who wouldn't have normally been mm. singled out. Yeah. I think Carl Starfelt's one of them, Stephen. Oh, uh, yeah, excellent. Uh, I have to admit, though, as much as a, a big Starfelt defender I've been, as much as a fan I've been of him, he's had a couple of Hamden moments. Yeah. He, he exercised a couple of Hamden demons yeah. uh, yesterday during the, the cup final. He's had, he's had a few bad ones at Hamden. It just seems to be something about that stadium that doesn't seem to agree with him. But I thought he was absolutely excellent there, particularly in the first half, just defended absolutely everything. Wins everything in the air. A couple of timely interceptions. What the I, goals? Yeah, I, oh yeah I, of course. Uh, I think he's just, he's such a great, instinctive, aggressive defender of the ball. Mm. A, a defender of the box in the air. We've had the discussion so many times. He looks awkward on the ball. It does, and I think it colours a lot of people's perceptions of him. I think they all, everybody just, or not everybody, but people just still to this day think he's some sort of bomb scare because mm. he doesn't look all that comfortable on the ball. But the mistakes he makes are so few and far between, in between all the, the good stuff he does and the, the winning the ball. And see with him and Carter Vickers, Carter Vickers was immense again. <laughs> Unbelievable, see, man. See that moment where he slid in between, I think Tillman was wait, basically waiting uh, to tap it Yeah, it was waiting to tap it in behind him. And I think Sakala had gone, it was someone had gone slid in with Carter Vickers and he got a foot to it and put it out wide. I, 
potential game winning yeah. moment that cause Again. yeah because you don't know what what could happen if they if they get that goal but the two of them together are just fantastic I don't I don't know what kind of alchemy that is where you take these two players and put them together and it just makes both of them better I don't it's, I really don't know I, but them together I honestly think it's the best partnership I've seen in my lifetime there, there are there are better players there I'm not going to make a, any kind of silly comparison where I say either of them are better than yeah. Virgil van Dijk as an individual player that's crazy because he went on to be the best defender in the world for a time in with a shout of winning the Ballon d'Or one year won mm -hmm. the Champions League right so take that out of the equation but that's but as a partnership, I can't remember anything that's better than that. No, I think going back to Reaper and Stubbs again. Mm. Not individually, not as good a player as Virgil Van Dijk, but as a partnership, I thought they were excellent. Do together. you think? Do you think the the Starfield thing is that maybe Melly he doesn't make any more mistakes, or rather, he makes fewer mistakes than a normal good normal slash good defender, but. Because he's beside Carter Vickers, who makes yeah, zero yeah. mistakes <laughs> at all times. Every mistake Starfelt makes, people, oh, the guy's a fucking box. And it's only because he's, like, if he was playing next to, take any other Celtic defender from the past 10 Adam years. Adam Virgo. Adam Virgo, Gary Caldwell, <laughs> Stephen McManus, Stephen Welsh, Boyat. If he was playing beside any of these guys, he would probably be the Carter Vickers of that situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah the well, McManus and Caldwell is quite a good comparison because they both had a wee rick in them, but. I think with Starfelt as well, he can be immense and then he's just got one absolute howler in him sometimes whereas you're like, why not just make a wee mistake, mate? But I thought he was immense again yesterday. His reading of the game was absolutely incredible with Celtic's goals come from him getting in on top of them. And look, he was immense, right? But when you're up against a man that is not very mobile, you're going to look even better. You're talking about Morelos. When you're not very mobile. Fair enough, he did get his goal, but... I when I saw the condition of, of Morelos was in, I that was another distinct difference between the two teams. And I was I was speaking to my pal at the game and I thought, Morelos has been really off the boil for Rangers for a number of seasons now. He had two good seasons at Rangers where he was really, really good when they first signed him, the first season, the second season. He, see if that was Celtic. Probably wouldn't still beat the club. No, I, I know. He's like a throwback, Morelos, yeah. like to, to a Rangers team gone by. No, it's, it's remarkable that they've let their most sellable assets get into the last six months of their contract after being there for so long. Mm. But I can only imagine they've been trying to shift him for ages and absolutely no one will take him in that condition. Yeah. I mean, it's not a coincidence. I mean, you, you talk about English teams and how they spend far too much money, but they're not stupid. Yeah. They're going to look at him and say, there's absolutely no way you can play him in the English Premier League. So anyone else who can afford them, where's he, where's he going to go? Sweden? He played in Sweden before actually, didn't he? Was it, was it Iceland? 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 Finland or something Finland, like that. Yeah, nah. Finland. One, one of those countries <laughs> uh, offending all of Scandinavia, <laughs> basically. Um, but the, the, I can only imagine they've been trying to shift the guy for ages because the condition of the guy is... And you know what, we... I don't want, don't want to make light of it and fat shame and all that, mm. but it's fair game. The guy's a professional athlete and he's been pitched in there against our finely tuned athletes as well and it is an insult that he's taken to the same pitch you know as Carl I, I, I heard on sports scene they were talking about how as conversation always does turns to how difficult it will be for Celtic to keep hold of their players and someone said I mean you might think there's something in this or not but someone said on Sports Sound the reason that Celtic have got Carter Vickers is because he maybe lacks the physique to compete in the English Premier League oh I heard that yeah and I yeah. thought the guy's a unit yeah <laughs> 
It's absolutely. It's, not, it's certainly nothing to do with his physique. No, I th- did they mean specifically height? Because he's he's on the shorter side for mm, for kind of maybe. commanding centre half. But even that, is, I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. It's not. Does he be holding them back? No, I mean, I'm not directly comparing them as players, but it's Cannavaro, not like five foot nine or something uh, like yeah. that as well. One of the best centre halves of the 21st century. So I don't, I don't think it's really going to hold them back. The the pinpoint his physique is it's absurd. I thought that was an odd take. Yeah. Um, another unsung hero that we have to maybe talk about, and a player that we'd sort of spoken about in the build up to the game was AJ on the right side we thought he was going to be in for a we thought the, the full backs were going to be in for a tough shift um, kids got it Melly. oh he does I thought the Celtic were fortunate because we've got two good defenders at full backs um, and Rangers main main threat was going to be the two wide players because that's where the space will be and they'll try and feed them early but from the start of the game I thought he was decent gave away a few balls Grew in. I've never seen somebody grow into a game so much. He was absolutely loving it by the end, squaring up to them, flying into challenges, Nicky on them off the ball yeah. like Van Dyke done. It was a, it's a lovely wee gift. on his backside. Uh, uh, again, man, that guy's got so many memes against him. <laughs> so many. How many iconic Celtic moments has Barisic just been on his arse for? Unbelievable. <laughs> but AJ, I, I, great, another great find from Celtic because we have a way of playing. We have. We know what we want to get from players and you can see why Ange brought him in because he's got the heart, he's got the fight. He's also a very good footballer mm. and we put that ahead of the fight um, when we are looking for good players. So I think he's going to be a good signing for Celtic. I think Juranovic was a good player, but uh, AJ's looking just as good. AJ's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the, I was just thinking about that there as well because the recruitment, and we've spoken a lot about it this season and how good it's been, but it really is remarkable how well adapted well adjusted these players are to what they they come in to and expected to do have we really had any players at all who have had any kind of adjustment period whatsoever I mean, he already played Rangers twice yeah he's, he's played against Rangers twice O has come on and played Iwata was fancied uh, to go yeah. in and straight into a cup final as well so the, the idea that these guys are you know, miles off I mean, we're signing these players from Canada Japan South Korea and all that as well you'd think that you couldn't really get much further away in terms of like footballing culture yeah. to go to Scotland and their, the, the recruitment the due diligence that must be getting done in these players is, is remarkable for Celtic yeah. anyway when you consider <laughs> I'd like to think there's probably although I have heard as well that there's, there's more stuff going on in the background now to yeah, help yeah. these guys adjust than uh, yeah. maybe was previously there absolutely and Johnson's performance uh, itself just I can't overstate you can't underestimate how big a moment it could be just to make a big challenge yep. in a game like that to shut down an attack because I'll admit I was in bits in that game. I, I struggled, man. <laughs> oh I was, my God, I, I? I was, my heart was going. At one point, the last ten minutes were the longest of my entire life, and at one point, my heart was going so hard that I was starting to think that are other people in this row going to be aware of how, <laughs> of how hard my heart is pumping just now? It must be, it must be reverberating through the through the seats, although I was standing the entire time. But when he came up with it, it was like a big challenge. They'd bust down the left and he just went over. It was similar to, remember one of his, I think it was maybe his debut actually, he came over and just absolutely hammered through somebody <laughs> and he ran away with a big smile on uh, his face. Uh, a, a guy who just absolutely loves the art of defending and I, I, like, I, I do admire a right back, particularly oh, yeah. for some reason. I do admire a right back who's, who loves a tackle. At least but, this one's good. <laughs> exactly but that, that tackle was reminiscent of when you're right under pressure in a game and to be honest having watched the game back now it doesn't feel like that no. uh, obviously with a cold light of day you, you know the result and all yeah. that it's never as tense but I think Celtic were better and more comfortable than I made out on the day to myself 
But when he made that challenge, it was like, if you're really under pressure in a big game, like a Champions League game or something, you're just about to scrape a result and your keeper just comes out and claims a cross yeah, and lies down, down on it. And like it's the, the, the tension just lifts yes. off you and you can breathe for at least the next 30 seconds or so. I mean, the, 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 I suppose another unsung hero that we might want to pick up is Aaron Moy. Um, because we... Uh, we love Adam Moy in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know whether or not he was going to start, but we sort of thought if he was fit, he should start. I came away from the game and some of the chat after the game and you're speaking to people thought Adam Moy had a quiet game, but then we got um, Euroscout, Alex, who does our scouting, to put together a wee video for us that you, you may have seen on our Twitter or it'll be up on our TikTok or YouTube or whatever. A wee tactical analysis of how Celtic sort of manufactured the win, how Ange got the win. And um, Adam Moy was the centre of everything. Yeah, he's at the heart of everything good Celtic do. It, it is so different being at the game at Hamden. Difficult to see sometimes with all the pyro smoke. smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the atmosphere was electric bile from the start, but good bile on our half, obviously. Electric yeah. bile. Electric <laughs> bile, there you go. Great album, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> the the halftime uh, show that we put on was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. That's Tremend. one of the best atmospheres I've been yeah. to Hamden, yeah. I think. Uh, it was the best halftime I've ever, I've ever been. Uh, the only thing I can really put to that was the Inverness when that guy was shouting again again when the Huns are going bust but uh, <laughs> I wasn't there that day but uh, Aaron Moy I, I was the same as you I was like ah, because you're at the game you're so tense you're so nervous you're looking for players well, why just pick up the ball and ping it 40 yards and make me feel easy but Celtic sort of dictated the play right from the start and Aaron Moy and Hattati and McGregor were at the heart of that they were just collecting the ball from the defence and moving it quickly moving Rangers about and when you see the Celtic goals as well Aaron Moy is always involved but he's always in space and the second goal I think it's the second goal somebody passes it to him and he just stops completely yeah. passes it moves and gets it back the guy is just playing a different game from everybody else out there I'm in, I'm in the stand same as you, Steve, my heart's bursting, I'm sweating, I can't handle it. And that guy's just out there, calm as anything, collecting the ball, passing it and moving as if, what are you worried about, Martin? What are you worried about? And Speaking to you directly yeah, from this down on the just, ground. There's no need to worry. So he just spreads these balls through, the pass through for Taylor for the first goal, the pass through for Hitati for the second goal. Just precise, perfect passes that... Open the game up for Celtic. I thought, uh, on the, were you about to say Aaron no, Moy some stuff? No, nothing to do with Aaron Moy, but just talking about the tension there. I've actually just remembered, because it was such a blur that at the end of the game, I had a, a lovely moment right at the end of the game where there was a, a woman just in front of me. My role was kind of spaced out for some reason. I must have just met a couple of no-shows, but there's a woman just in front of me, much, much older than me, and she turned around at the end of the game and just went like, you can breathe now, son. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you're sitting there thank you. you. <laughs> 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 no, I'm grabbing her shoulder from <laughs> I mean, the game, it was a tense game, but I thought, I was, I was very tense throughout the game, but I thought, you know, when the, the final, the first whistle went, we were all over them. Oh, I, and I, I knew within about 10, 15 minutes, I was very, very confident. I didn't really feel it threat from them. I just saw on top of everything, winning every ball back, aggressive. It was just, a, we spoke before the game about how you needed to be good at football, obviously, to win these games. The football's one side of it, but the, the heart and the personality, that's another side of it yeah. that you need to have to win these games. And I just thought within 10 minutes, I... It, I felt under threat after they scored for about 15-20 minutes they sort of we, we just had to see that period out yeah. and it's a cup final you're going to go through one of those they had the post at one point yeah, as well yeah. but for the majority of the first half I just thought 
No, this is this is Celtic. This is Celtic back again. We're right on top of them. No giving them a minute. Fighting for everything. Playing good football. I thought this game's only going to go one way. Yeah, I felt that as well from the start because in these games, no matter how bad Rangers have been, they can get a good start against Celtic mm. sometimes. And that didn't happen at the weekend because, yes, you need to win all your individual battles and all that. But that's when the game falls down. But when Celtic started the game, they got the ball and they passed it about between McGregor, Starfelt and Carter Vickers. They moved it out wide to the fullbacks and then inside. And I thought, you know what? This is how this game is going to play out because they they have no intention of going out there and trying to beat us by playing football. So we are going to have a lot of the ball here. It's just about how we use it. And dithering on the ball is how we are going to get caught because that's when they can fly into challenges. That's when their crowd gets up. We didn't do that. They caught us on the ball the odd time. Greg Ma Taylor, a couple of times. Uh, yeah. McGregor. It was good overall, Greg Taylor. Yeah, mm -hmm. McGregor slid in. But like I said earlier, the reason we lost the ball is because we were trying to make things happen. Mm. So it's going to happen. The players are much calmer than us in the park, uh, in the uh, stands. So when Celtic were moving the ball about from the start, I thought Celtic have shown up today. Not the battling Celtic that we needed to win the game, the Celtic, the passing Celtic that we know can win the game because we know this Celtic team can battle. They've done it mm -hmm. at Ibrox last season. They've done it when they had to lie, sit in for a bit in that time when Rangers were dominant and that's going to happen in a final against two quite closely matched teams. So Celtic went out and played the football and played some good stuff on a difficult pitch and a difficult atmosphere and came away with what they deserved. Cal McGregor. Um, the main uh, man behind all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to talk about captains? I mean... <laughs> There's no, there is no comparison between what we've got as a captain and what they're serving up as our captain at the moment. Cal McGregor, unbelievable for the second goal, so brave on the ball. We took on about three Rangers players, yeah. pressed, pressed forward, played it to Moy, who played a wonderful pass through. But this guy's brilliant, man. No, and and Ange said uh, after the game as well about how important uh, Cal McGregor is, how great a leader he is. And I look across the way there, he carries himself and everything. Yeah, yeah. Quiet, unassuming mm -hmm. guy, but he tells the truth when when it's required mm -hmm. of him. He was actually really good at that during when we were going through some yeah. bad times. He would come out and tell the fans exactly how it was, and I, I appreciated that from him as well because we were getting fed an awful lot of garbage at the time <laughs> we as were. well, but we not were. from Callum McGregor. So he gets what it is. He get and I don't mean to be trite about that. I don't mean that kind of oh he knows what the club's all the about and all that. But he, <laughs> he knows the city. but he genuinely does. He understands the, the fans. And he is such a great leader. And I look across uh, to, to the other side, the other mob, if you will. <laughs> yeah, the um, other mob. And I don't see any of that from them. Not 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 just their captain, their, their so-called leaders on the pitch. Morelos is a moron, right? I mean, it just... Every one of them's uh, a meme. Uh, Morelos just bumbles around, just what's, like, looking angry and like, battling into folk and all that. McGregor, <laughs> just just a, a ridiculous man, mm. a ridiculous man, I, and I'm the crossest man in Scotland. Talk is, about it, Stephen. An insanely angry man in that ridiculous moment where he booted the ball into the, the stadium. Didn't Why was he not booted for that? that was, I know. I mean, we he, I almost forgot that happened. Right? Yeah. He had it. He dinked it in at the state in the ground, and then obviously won the fans threw it back, and then he volleyed it right in at the Celtic fans. That's a booking. Yeah. That's a, any other day of the week. That's a booking, and I thought. Nick Walsh did okay job yeah, as referee. Yeah. I think he did an okay job. We don't even need to talk about him. That's not the way it works. You yeah. did a good job. There's no super value world this week. But I thought, 
I thought that is a, as clear a booking as you're ever going to see. Well, if I'm honest, I think McGregor was saved by the fact that he is such a risible figure in the, <laughs> in the eyes of the Celtic fans that we all just laughed. Uh, it was, I mean, it was just down from where I, I was standing as well. Everybody just pissed themselves laughing. Mm. And I think if there was any anger about it, he might have been booked. If, if, if there was any more of a sort of poisonous atmosphere as a result of what he did, he probably would have been booked. <laughs> Sorry, I'm but laughing. laughed. Do you know what I'm laughing at? Do you know what just reminded of me? That team at Rod Stewart gig, he punted a ball into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> broke a woman's nose. <laughs> like Jovi, Sign him up. He punted a Celtic ball at the crowd and gundushed some woman right in the beak. The hammer, Rod, the hammer. What, what a. Is that a toe bash? Pointy shoes. Pointy shoes and skinny jeans. <laughs> Rod now, McGregor, where, where was I going? I've fed up talking about the guy. You're talking about Callum McGregor and the comparison <laughs> between what we have got as a captain and everyone that they've got. Yeah, so it's, it's Morel, you look at their more senior, more experienced players, guys who've played in loads of these types of games. So Morelos, Tavernier, we've already discussed, mm. McGregor again, Goldson, I mean, Goldson, you're right, oh, he does his launch the ball. Yeah. And there, there's, a, there's a game in Takeshi's Castle, right, right, where you just, people are trying to walk across a bridge and there's these guys feeding balls into okay. like this cannon where it just shoots balls straight at them like right. little volleyballs and stuff like that and as soon as you pop it in the back it just launches the ball mm. straight at them I feel like that's kind of what Conor Goldson is for Rangers see if you put the ball right at his feet he'll just boot it as hard yeah. as he possibly can up the pitch he reminded me of the cannon from Tegeshi's castle just <laughs> I don't. I don't see any quality or any leadership skills no. from that that team whatsoever. I, I, they, they need to absolutely gutted. I hope they don't do it. To be honest, because <laughs> they're they're in right the position where Dash I want them to be. Contract for yeah. Goldson. He can't move for them. Just shit in the nest and <laughs> having to apologise for it. It's a very weird ratio of superiority to apologising that yeah, they seem to yeah. they seem to work out here. It's a very, very odd ratio they've got going on there. And Callum McGregor is the mirror opposite of any of that. Yeah, mirror. Totally. He just does no talking whatsoever unless he has to do has to do it. I don't really see him coming out and having to apologise for much because he doesn't give us anything to apologise no. for. Didn't rise to the Sakala bait. No, no, no Sakala who no. incidentally we're the better players, we're the better team, the other mob no, missed, it, missed a shot from about three yards out. No, uh, Yeah, that's right. And th that leads us back to, to talking about the garbage they were hitting out with before the game. And I'm so glad they were put in their place once again mm -hmm. by, by the players who, who deserve to win that game. Because it, it it was ridiculous what they were they were hitting out with as well. And we had hoped as fans to see some sort of answer to that mm. because we weren't getting it before the game and nor should they no. nor, nor should Ange Cal McGregor any of the guys who have been here and done it should be rising to this nonsense in the media before it but see when Ange came over to the stand and he was like punching the air and beating his chest and all that most so animated he's been I, yeah. I lost it man. <laughs> yeah. you, you can hear me on our at the match podcast because if you've never heard one where have you been if you've never heard one it takes in recordings of the, the atmosphere mm. some of the songs and all that and you can hear me in the background go like yes Ange, <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely lost it at that point because I immediately thought of all the stuff that's yeah. been building up towards this game. We're not going to say a word. We're not going to say a word, and we're all going to we're going to let it rip after the game and show them what they what they deserve. To be honest, and I'm glad they were still on the pitch to witness some of that. Fair enough, the fans are away. Yep. I don't really yeah. care about them. They'll they'll see it back anyway. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll miss it. Uh, they'll, they'll they'll see it all back. But I'm glad that the Rangers players were still on the pitch to see what was happening around about them. Yeah, when you seen the. The final whistle, you seen Joe Hart, he was going mental yeah. as well. He did a wee 
angry kick of the ball into the crowd as well, taking the piss out of McGregor. <laughs> uh, Callum McGregor, just a captain that knew as soon as the whistle went, I'm going to get a lift a trophy. And Celtic's big players showed up in the day mm. again. Any myth that Kyogo's not a big game player busted away. Rangers, big game players. I mean, again, every single time it seems to be Celtic score, it's between the centre half and full back. Yeah. And again, it was down, both down the right hand side this time. Barisic had quite a quiet match for Barisic and that he didn't cost him anything but Tavani and Golden side both Celtic's goals were slotted in there and crossed from there Rangers had nothing to it so all these myths about Rangers better team and all that completely blown away by the better team Celtic the captain went out there the leaders Joe Hart even the quiet guys like Adam Moy just went out and played football that's what was required to win a football mm. match Rangers think they're the best this establishment club Celtic are a football club and they win football games. We um, we uh, discussed it, patreon.com slash 20 minute terms. We talk about it quite a lot. No hard push this, this week, but it was very popular. A lot of people signed up for our Glasgow Derby coverage and we appreciate you doing that. If you've been a patron for a while, uh, we just want to say thanks. And if you want to join us, you know, still plenty of time, patreon.com slash 20 minute terms. And on Patreon, we recorded an exclusive video, um, the best striker since Larson. Mm -hmm. Now, we recorded that and we ranked all the majority how many names did we get it was 25 or 26 so 25 we, we or 26 discounted Larson left discounted to all the kind of the flim flam yes. <laughs> so, no there were there were duds in there as well mm -hmm. because you need to have a bit of that for the for the past yes. right? <laughs> but we discounted anyone who hadn't played 25 appearances so, so we drew up a list decided to the best since last month no spoilers because there's still patrons that haven't seen it and some people that will want to know who we officially think is the best striker since Simon Larson did we record that video too early though? <laughs> do we need to do we need to have a, an edit? Well, um, I suppose that is by its nature a spoiler. Kyogo yeah. didn't win it then. Yeah, Kyogo well, Kyogo uh, yeah spoiler alert, yeah. Kyogo yeah. didn't win it. Yeah. Um, it was recorded a few weeks ago. He is a big game player. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no denying that he is he shows up when he's required to show up. Was that two goals in two League Cup finals? Yeah. Four. Four so yeah, scored twice in two League yeah. Cup finals is what I'm trying to say. Um just just unbelievable just sticks to the job relentless work ethic and scored two goals from the centre from directly in between the posts yeah. I mean, you can't ask any more than that in a cup fight. the one guy you need to mark yet he always That's finds I mean. his space yeah. so it's yeah. unbelievable the way he can could have had another one as well yeah. the header yeah the header he should have done better yeah. but the way the guy finds space is unbelievable and it's not just that it's the discipline from him yes he works hard and all that but he doesn't touch the ball a lot because Ange Postacoglu asks him to do a specific job and has run that defence ragged, always be making the runs. So a lot of the time you can go through games and think, Hugo's not touched the ball, but he scores. He scores mm. because he waits for the right moments. He's an absolute predator in there when it comes to this. He waits for the right moments. He knows the runs to make. He knows when to delay his run, when to dart. He's unbelievable. Always in there at the right place at the right time. Went through early on and... Way to go round McGregor and lost his feet a wee yeah. bit. He had another chance that he hit sort of just past the side netting as well. So get this guy going out, he had five decent chances against this Rangers team. Takes two of them, absolutely clinical in there. Gets two goals and he's done his job again. There's one Champions League performance away from him from wipe, whipping that title away from the man that won it. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, well, that remains to be seen <laughs> Watch this space for... He's, he's now in the Hunskelping category, isn't he? Well, I mean, look at this this season alone. He's definitely in the Hunskelping category because that's that's now three in two games. He's He's got against him after ridiculous doubts started appearing about his ability to do that. Mm. If he ends this season 
And I don't, I don't want to say treble just yet, right? But so, yeah. so we'll, we'll talk in terms of the double. What's in hands right now? Well, just about. <laughs> um, if he wins at least the double this season and ends the season on what thirty two goals, yeah. that's that's not beyond the realms of possibility. He could break the thirty goal mark because he's on twenty four just now in late February. Which it's, uh, for for a guy who was criticised for for missing too many chances and all that at some points this season. Just think how many he would have if he if he put them all away. <laughs> you know, it's not how it works. <laughs> Demonstrably not how it works. But if he ends this this season with over thirty goals and a couple of at least a couple of trophies in his back pocket, yet yet again, he's definitely in the conversation for it because that's that's to any from any standard that is a cracking season for a Celtic yeah. striker. It's it's an extraordinary season. And and said after the game, there's not much of him. There's not much yeah. of him, but he's good. He's, he's <laughs> good at this is this striking game. He's good at goal scoring. And the the idea that he just picks up positions between the posts, as you said, I mean, I'd credited O for doing that last yeah. week because he's the more sort of traditional number nine. When you look at him, you, you, he like he screams right target man sort of striker, big physical presence and all that. But you look at Kyogo and think, eh, but are you maybe going to be a sort of wide forward? Are you going to mm. play just off a central striker? No, n- nothing, nothing quite must, like it. When, yeah. you, when he cropped up with those two goals, you know, there, there must have been players in that Rangers team going, how, how the, did this happen? How, how did nobody see him? Shout out to Dyson for his uh, timely sclaff oh, on the way through. Because it actually took out a defender with his <laughs> wild, wild swipe across the box. And I'm, I'm so glad it did. What, um, there was a lot of talk before the game as we said about what this could mean for Rangers season if they win it there wasn't an awful lot of talk right enough about what this could mean for Celtic season if they won it uh, I noticed very very pointedly after the game after everyone was interviewed about it they all referenced the manager the captain and I think a couple of other players all referenced St Mirren game so mm, they're yeah. right back on message That that is it what does this mean for you know we're fans we're podcasters we can look beyond the St Mirren game what do you think this means for our season the, the ability to win the first trophy mm. again it's it's always massive and I, I've already said earlier today that I can I can imagine them now basically just taking the foot off the gas subconsciously or not I can mm. imagine them just going well that's the season done so we so we start working on our individual moves and all that towards the summer so that again I, I can only speculate on that I hope that's the case but it has that feel about it for me it has the feel that Rangers have probably just chucked it that was their, their one opportunity there's a, still the Scottish Cup there but it's only the quarterfinal stage as we, as we say this I was so tense about it um, at the game for, for obvious reasons because it's a massive game against mm. your rivals and all that but I was especially tense because I couldn't imagine living in a world in which Michael Beale had won that trophy well, after it. all the talk. I couldn't imagine being in it. Even the thought of getting the extra time and all that was was uh, was absolutely horrendous. So that's that's not going to happen now. That's not going to happen. What it means for Celtic season is that they can use this to springboard towards greater success and potentially win a treble. I don't know. I don't like to talk in these terms just yet because that's when it tends the the football gods don't yes. don't take kindly to to talk like that. But it, it's it, what it means for Celtic is that it's nothing much really because it's business as usual. Well, that, yeah, there's yeah. two elements to it. Isn't yeah. there? there's, there's, there's the element of. Well, there's still what, two fixtures against them left. Two is that what we're at least two. At? Uh, at yeah. least two. Um, We've got. We might end up getting them in the Scottish Cup again. There's, there's the league. So there's the element of this is a confidence boost. This is what we. There, there we go. There we go. We're, we're, we are. We can fully back into what I'm supposed. What I suppose what I'm trying to say is there's an element of business as usual. Yeah. Because yeah. there was never any doubt in the Celtic camp about how good we are. 
but I think also it can propel you on a wee bit just for that final running. It's like getting a wee, it's getting a wee push in the back just as you go towards the last couple of games of the season. Oh, definitely. I, I think it's absolutely huge, and it probably won't be. We won't know how huge until the end of the season because look, if Rangers had won that, right? That's Bill. He's he's got what was it meant by Alex McLeish had Martin O'Neill in his pocket and all that. So that would have been two games against Celtic. Bill's won one and drawn one. Then they've got two more games so they can cut the the lead down to three points, and then Celtic might drop points. Mm. Whereas this now you're looking at him going. Where do you go from here? And with Celtic as well, it's like, yeah, it's business as usual, but it's again, just reiterates reiterates the point that we're the best team here. We went out and played the football. We battled. We won everything out there. So where the Rangers go now, don't care because it's all about where Celtic go now. And this one, League Cup's a wee bit different as well because it is in late February and not December. It's a nice wee boost because we've not got that European football and it just gives you that wee kickstart towards the end of the season to go, do you know what? One down, only one team that can win the treble now. We've got a tidy uh, tidy lead in the title, but let's go and really put the foot on the neck now. Let's crush them now because it can get to the end of the season like last season and Rangers might win the Scottish Cup. But I, don't, I can't remember who they beat in the final. Was it Hearts last season? Mm. I can't remember because Celtic had won the league. They'd blown the Europa League. Celtic had done it. We were happy and the Scottish Cup's a game that means nothing if you've already blown the yeah. other two things. Whereas with Rangers had to won this and won the Scottish Cup, you're looking at it going, oh, we won two trophies, we can do something here. Now you're looking at it, if you win the Scottish Cup, it's like only because Celtic didn't get to the final. Yeah. Just to finish up, or before we finish up, did you see the latest from the pettiest club in Scotland? <laughs> do you know how every single year the shirts are sort of embroidered with League Cup final 2023 right. Celtic v Rangers X of 20 of whatever of February Rangers didn't put our name on it <laughs> they just embroidered via player League Cup final <laughs> sort of, sort of the 28th of February they, they didn't write our name oh. on their shirt break of a con- decades so old they could try and sell them after wasn't it? that's exactly why decades old convention shows us eh I know god we were bloody a few minutes at that suppose they really win in a way <laughs> yeah was minor way imaginable they get the last yeah. laugh um, and on that <laughs> bombshell we shall wrap up thank you so much to everyone who joined us for this we think this podcast is going to be pretty popular so thank you for tuning in thank you for sharing uh, thanks again to everyone who signs up on Patreon patreon.com slash 20 Tims if you want to support us you want to keep things going you want some extra content there's a link down below you can get it even if you're listening on the podcast you can get it but we'll see you next week 